listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 104, where we will be discussing chapter 16 of Clockwork Prince, Mortal Rage. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What? I, I, I cannot help myself. I have to do it every fucking time, <laughs> and it's so annoying. I annoy myself. <laughs> I noticed recently that you laugh right before you introduce us and like hello everyone because we're talking beforehand and we're so funny yeah <laughs> that you're always just like okay segue but I'm still laughing yep. <laughs> I think it's great it's like a secret they don't know what the joke yeah. is it's not a joke I was gonna say it's probably not anything really funny nope <laughs> it's awkward I, laughter yeah <laughs> I heard you for a second asked if we're ready to Rick roll <laughs> like, that's not what she said <laughs> No, it's not. It's not 2011. (laughs) You guys, that was 11 years ago, over a decade ago. I know that my daughter was born. That that is the year of her birth. It's crazy. It's gross. We had this discussion about the housing market's crazy in Portland, as maybe some of you know. Anyway, we're talking about potentially like, oh, if we moved or whatever. And I was like, dude. Our kids only got like seven years of school left. My husband's like gagging. <laughs> He's like, don't say that. Don't. That's gross. No, she's a baby. And I was like, no, she's not. Yep. Oh, I feel and you. And then I so showed him fast. that picture of Bren with her fit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he was just like, who's that? And I, I was like, oh my, it's Bren. Yep. <laughs> I showed it to Andy. He thought it was Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> That's the same thing. That's the same thing he said. He's like, oh, my God, she looks just like Kristen, especially because I feel like her other parents' features are more in her lower face. And so it was completely covered with a mask. And so, like, from, like, the forehead to, like, through the nose, she is completely, like, a carbon copy of you. Yeah. Including the little cute freckles and stuff. Everything. It was so funny. And I feel like she's wearing one of your old sweaters. No, she actually bought that, but I have one that looks exactly like it. That's great, dude. Because I have the same style as my 14-year-old. That says a lot about both of you, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Dude, she, she said to me the other day, um, she's like, I wonder what I would look like with a septum piercing, because I have my septum pierced. And I was like, you would look like me because we have the same face. Like, I don't yeah, know who to like tell this. you. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's great. If you want to know how you would look in anything, just look at me because we literally are carbon copies of each other. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so cool. As I get older, I'm looking more and more like my mom. I looked in the mirror the other day and I was like, whoa, it's Terry. <laughs> <laughs> But did you say it like, it's Terry, bitch? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. It was like, whoa. Because I, lo- I had no makeup on. I looked really, really old. And uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. This is my future. My mom, when she was young, was absolutely drop dead gorgeous. She had good hair, too, which is crazy. Because when she died, she wore a wig because she hated her hair so much. And... um. So it's just so funny to think the progression of life, you know, just how quickly uh-huh. you can lose your hair and your skin goes downhill. And <laughs> Dude, for real. Dude, I did fast, notice, man. though, man, if you're not hydrated, like, with enough, 
like fluids in mm-hmm. you and using like face cream and stuff dude it really like mm-hmm. yep i got not saying that your mom did or did not do that but like i got <laughs> aged the other day dude i was like what is wrong with me why am i so dry and my skin's flaky and like mm-hmm. i've never had skin issues not that i know that i, I know that i will right I was just like, huh, maybe it's because I, like, ran out of moisturizer and then didn't buy any. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not 20 anymore. This elas- <sighs> elasticity is completely, is completely fabricated. Like, this is not. <laughs> <laughs> it's for a limited time only. <laughs> right. Exactly. I 12 also, hours. Um, I turned into a pumpkin. Looks like my mother. Oh, sorry. I didn't hear you. I was talking over you. My bad. No, you're fine. Oh, what I was just saying? I also look like my mother, but um we're a different palette, so it's like in disguise. Mm-hmm. It 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 is very funny because your mom is like so like her hair is so dark and she's so tan compared to the sheet of paper that you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But we literally have the same face. Yep. Like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My infant daughter's skin is darker than mine because my husband has beautiful skin. Like he has he like olive easily. skin, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like and um it's basically bullshit. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude, my husband is from Mexico. Like not like he's in, like he is from Mexico. My mom gets as dark as he does in the summer or darker. Yeah. And I am Casper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, so, which is so funny because the reason your mom gets that dark is because she's native. But uh-huh. you, I don't understand how you literally, like, in the DNA code, you just didn't get melanin. <laughs> like, Any. okay, dude, <laughs> Me I always feel bad yeah. because you know how people are like, oh, yeah, like, um, I'm indigenous. My great, 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 great grandmother was a Cherokee princess. Mm-hmm. Like I am. Yeah. And so I always feel weird when people ask because everyone's like, oh, what's your, you know, yeah. genetic makeup or your ethnic, you know, ethnicity. And I always feel weird saying like we're native because I feel like in their head, like they're going to like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, no. If I you like, look at my mom. like <laughs> Right. Well, it was like my, my grandmother was born on an Indian reservation. Yeah. Like. She, you know, we're, we're we're one step. We're closer to that. You just can't tell because I am. Because your dad's European DNA just <laughs> took yeah. over. Overloaded me with potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, so fucking funny. Oh, but and, and then the worst part is I got the worst genes out of both of my parents. They went to me, <laughs> and my brother got the good ones. He's got straight teeth. <laughs> And, like, if you're going to be, you know, my skin color, like, he's got, like, those really pretty blue eyes, like Will Herondahl, if you will. Uh-huh. And um, he's tall and, like. He did get the tall. Your dad is yeah, so tall is... and you are so short. I know. I am shorter <laughs> than my mother. And, like, I'm the only. She's, like, you're the only woman that's regressed in height. Mm. Everyone's been, like, a little bit taller. My great grandma was four foot nine. And I just wow. like, yep, that's crazy. Oh yeah, and he doesn't need to wear glasses or anything else like that, like I do, because right. you know. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, my brother got the same then. Like uh-huh. same he got all the bad jeans. He got all the good stuff. <laughs> oh, he wears glasses though. Well, he just started wearing them as an adult when he went into the oh, army. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. 
Otherwise, he's fine. And I don't think they're really strong. I think he can go without them if he needs right, to. Right, if he wanted to. Yeah. <sighs> My brothers are tall, anyway. but that's thanks to their mother, not to our father. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's fair. It's funny when, like, because they've been taller than me since they were, like, 13. But they're, like, significant. And they're not small. Like, they're not, they're, like, athletic, right? But they're big guys. Like, they're big. Very broad-shouldered. And so when I stand in the middle of both of them in a picture, it's like their their shoulders are at, like, the top of my head. like a little oompa loompa in between like these two you're like giant we, you're like Slenderman. molly weasley and they're like fred and george yes yes that's exactly what it is Nerd. i'm like oh wait i look actually small in this picture <laughs> it's an optical illusion <laughs> dude oh my goodness oh you guys well, what do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on Downworld or Dish. Tessa gets dressed to meet her. Nope. It's not what I said. Sorry. Focus. <laughs> Tessa gets dressed to go meet her brother as Tessaman, and it gives her and Sophie a chance to play the hit 1988 board game Girl Talk, where they are totally <laughs> able to clear the air about Sophie's feelings for Jim. After some brief deliberation, Charlotte tells the Autobots to roll out and everyone breaks off to follow their assignments on the way to the dusty old warehouse. Before she can leave, Tessa runs back inside for her necklace, where she sees Sophie and Gideon getting cozy in the hall. Mm -hmm. At the warehouse, our London Institute Hunters of Shadows break out their flashlights and do their very best Scooby-Doo. To everyone's surprise, this time Henry gets to play Fred, and damn if he doesn't do a good job at it. The trail runs cold until Shaggy and Scoob find a man, only this time the mask isn't coming off. It's a strung out person slash wolf who's there looking for any scraps of Yenfen he can find. Charlotte and co. live out their worst nightmare, envisioning Jim in his place and watching the man struggle before he takes his last breath. The pain fades fast because on cue, Nate enters, calling out for Jessamine. Ooh. Ooh. I love that you made a Scooby-Doo reference because I did too. <laughs> oh, I mean, Fish you have the to. Pond. <laughs> did, okay, question: <laughs> Did you ever play Girl Talk? Because I did, and I loved it. I did not. I, I really, really, it, but I don't remember playing it. All of the like fancy rich kids had that board game, Pretty Pretty Princess, and I really wanted it too. But my parents were like, "I'm not." spending money on that. Yeah, I didn't have one myself, but like one of the cuz I was an apartment kid. So one of the my friends in the apartment, she had all the cool games. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You got to have rich friends, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> my next-door neighbor had a power wheel when I was like 4, I remember. Oh. That. So cool. It was a little red Jeep. Oh. Yep. All the um, friends in my group had the American Girl dolls. Oh, yeah. Cassie's no, too. I, that. I didn't buy those for mm -hmm. her either. That's, exp that's mm -hmm. ridiculous. And it's, dolls are creepy. Is. Yeah. No. I mean, they have them now at Target for like $18. That's what my kid got. Oh, the, the, same thing. the, the store brand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. It just wasn't built to look like her, but we bought one that looked similar to her. Mm -hmm. So. 
I was obsessed with Polly Pockets. Okay. Okay. Oh my God, I loved them so. They were just so tiny and so cute. I loved them so much. <laughs> there was no point to I them. Have Polly Pockets. <laughs> it was like a clamshell <laughs> with a little figurine that you walked around. A clamshell. There was nothing. It was. It wasn't anything. <laughs> you could carry it in your purse. Yep. Oh, I was one of those kids. Like I played a lot with my cousin because we spent summers together. But we would spend hours, like, setting up, like, Barbies and things like that, like, and setting up the backstory and then never actually acted out. We were just, like, setting the stage for a play that would never happen. Yep. Pretend. And then, and then pretend. Yeah. Yeah. Pretend that this and then pretend that that. Yeah. You have to say pretend before every single time. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll think it's real life. Yeah. (laughs) And then we get bored. And she had a little brother, my other cousin, and he, like, destroyed her Barbies because we were poor. So we had, like, 99-cent store Barbies, which are not okay. oh, the yeah. same quality of Barbie. <laughs> they are hollow plastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I always told my kid, I was like, let's play hair salon. Yeah. And so, so many of them were missing their heads and stuff. So we had this game that we used to play where – one person would take all these Barbies and you'd hide them around the house and stuff. And you'd try to like trick the person into getting just ahead because that was negative points. But if you got a whole Barbie, it was like full points, right? So we'd like put Barbie heads in the cabinet with like the hair sticking out. So you'd think that you got a Barbie, but it was just a head. And then you'd be like, <laughs> we were demented. Yeah. Foiled again. It was a great game. I loved it. Oh, shit. I got a Barbie head. Damn. <laughs> yep. Dude, but um, like you you would have never done that had you, you know. Had, had we had quality toys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Inventive. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway, so Tess is living the dream. Dressed as a boy, she can actually walk down the street without being harassed. What a concept. I'm like, wow, yeah. that must be nice. No one told you to smile. No one no it's one true. asked you to to I don't know. What what are they like you know, when they're like when they like make noises to like get you to come over next to cat call. Oh yeah, yeah. cat call. Yep. But it's like No one words. asked you. It's like hey, like they're calling a dog. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I I know that all we've done is chit chat, but I have to tell you this really quickly. Oh, yes. I was doing my job as a professional, mm-hmm. right? As being told to somebody as a technician for something, okay? That's how it's described. A technician will come to your residence. Hey, surprise, it's me. And the old man, while him in his bedroom, ask me how men look at me when I tell them that I test mattresses for a living. And Thank I was goodness. like, I, I was not with her. And I was, <laughs> and I go, I was like, they don't because I tell them that I'm an inspector and a technician. <sighs> and I was leg- like, they don't because that's not what I say because that's not my job. That's oh, so my God. I got really embarrassed. Good. It was the first really? time I did that thing where I was just like, I don't understand why it's funny. Can you explain it to me? I don't get the joke. Yeah. 
It's not funny to me, basically. Yeah. And he was so embarrassed. Good. And then I got to leave. What did he say? And it was awesome. He was just like, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just, no, I'm trying to be funny. I'm just, and I just stared at him. Yep. And I did not laugh. And Steven did not laugh. And his wife was just like, you could see like the terror in her eyes. And she's like, stop. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we're going to go. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was going to ask you, was anyone else there with you? Because I was like. That could have gone so badly. Yeah, yeah we no, that's in. we we got the buddy system, mm, good. but like, but yeah, it's good. not funny anymore. Good, as he should feel embarrassed. Make him feel mm-hmm. fucking yep. stupid, and then maybe he'll think about it before he says something stupid like that the next time. Yeah, it is amazing how many people feel comfortable. I don't know if it's just because we're two women usually. Like, I don't know if you get it with Stephen um, when you go, Robin, but. A lot of people tell us about their sex life and stuff. Ah. Oh, it shouldn't be doing this. Or it's not like we're like, you know, rocking it really hard and things like that. And I'm just like, I don't care what you do in your bed. Like, as long as it's not abuse. (laughs) Right. (laughs) To the mattress. Right. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Well, also, like, it's just not important, like, information. It's too much. Oh, we're just like, uh, the one that gets me is a lot of people, like, it does not, none of it happens when I'm not with you, by the way. But a lot of people, they'll, like, put their hand out at you, like, they're offering you something. Like, their their hand goes up and down. They're like, I weigh 100 pounds, it's not like I'm, and then they, <gasps> they do this to you, like, they're weighing you. Yep. All the time. Yeah. This shouldn't be happening to me. <sighs> and I'm just like, yeah, there's no weight limit on a mattress. That's why I mean, there's more yeah. inspections. But. <laughs> yeah. I just. Oh, God. Yeah. That's. People are gross. And that's what I was going to say about this situation. It's like Tessa is used to people looking at her, whatever. I'm a 35-year-old overweight woman with children. And people still, like, I still feel eyes on me all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be interesting and I, I'm not saying that people are looking at me in a sexual way, but I think also judging you as a woman as well, not just mm-hmm. as, you know, a, uh-huh, yeah. you know, and so it would be interesting to dress as completely different and just see how it would go. Yeah. yeah. Especially somebody. So like for her, you know, it's, it's gotta be weird because in the same time she's like, I'm under the cover, the shade of man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, she's bearing so much more of her body that she's not used to. Yeah. But it's like not, her, you yeah. know, being in. It's not being objectified because, uh-huh. you know, they're they're assuming that this is a. <laughs> Amanda's phone was slowly slipping. <laughs> I can't find another book. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Damn it. <laughs> um. There. Yeah, I I think it's and because clothing was so gendered then. Like, it was so mm-hmm. very specifically uh-huh. gendered. Whereas now, it's, like, it's totally normal to wear pants, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yep. So, leggings so I don't, now. And those one TikTok leggings all over where your butt crack is literally showing. People wear that all the time now. I don't. No, thank you. I don't care how cute I am, how tight my ass is. I do not want people seeing my butt crack. I just feel like that's weird. I don't know. Maybe yeah, I'm a prude. Um, I don't everybody know. says they're really, really comfortable, but I think I would be nervous the whole time. Yeah, what if you bust a seam? 
I have a pair of like the ruched leggings like that, but yeah. I wear them in my house when I'm cleaning. I don't wear them out. Right. And I would not wear them out. No. I Be- because sense. because you can see my underwear through them and I'm not into that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would not be good. Yeah. <clears throat> but it just must be so much more like compounded in the 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 feel of like oh my god I feel so light I could dance I could sing like she's in yeah. West Side Story or something <laughs> yeah well my thing too is like I feel like a lot of this I don't obviously we don't know all of Tessa's backstory mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of it is also built up in her brain because how much how often is she going out at night unescorted anyway right so to her it's just yeah. like you know oh my god we're going in a back alley it's like nighttime in london and like she's seen all of these people as she transforms into them getting murdered uh-huh. like that one girl that was outside yeah. under the street light or whatever and then she had to change into her so she's just got this really ominous i'm assuming feeling of her of like london at night is just this terrifying yeah her perspective whatever from what she's got yeah not a, uh-huh. yeah, and then now really she's just too so yeah. yeah and now she can like skip and clap her feet together like the Wizard of Oz. Right? Oh. Oh. So the the taste of freedom is fleeting. With each step, she draws closer to what is sure to be an awkward family reunion. <laughs> when Tesman arrives at the rendezvous point, uh, both the padlock to the gate and the door are already unlocked for her. And... This, more than anything else in this scenario, gives me the heebie-jeebies because the implication is that, like, he's there and waiting for her. And, ugh, I don't like it. I want to be first mm-hmm. to that meeting. Uh-huh. Like, oh, God. Yeah, no. I don't want to be surprised. But Tessa's not me. What sucks is she probably could have. Sorry. No, she could have probably just rolled with Henry. It's not like he would, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the way, at least. Yeah, she got there late. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't have seen the carriage. You're right. Oh. So, uh, but Tessa's not me. Uh, she's a strong, independent woman wearing another woman's face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> proof that fictional characters are just like us. Tessa searches the whole warehouse and Nate's in the last place she looked, the drafty, ma- drafty main floor. So, not the cozy office with the couch? Like, alarm bells are ringing in my head right now. Yeah. I feel like this is this is the, the first sign that, like, something may be amiss. <laughs> and Nate, a lot like that sweater you spent way too much time searching for, and when you finally extract it from the pile of clothes you've been meaning to do something about, and, uh, oh, that you've been meaning to do something about, and then after all of that, it's not as cute as you remember. That, yeah, that's Nate right now. Nate Dog is looking rough. <laughs> oh, that's great. He he looks like he looks like a what's uh bu- 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 what's the riffraff. He looks like riffraff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Little did you know when he started listening to this podcast how often riffraff would be referenced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear Meatloaf passed away? Yeah. I did and yeah. Louis Anderson. Yeah. What the fuck? Twenty twenty two? What are you doing? Can you not? <sighs> I don't know what happened to Meatloaf. And when you said that all I could Rabbit. think of him the only time I think of Meatloaf is his role in Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show. Same. That is it. Same. 
Well, I've seen that movie so many goddamn times. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that's red flag number two. Nate does not look put together. He looks dirty and disheveled. And this, mm, like, this is red flag number two, but it's, like, a giant fucking red flag. <laughs> like, the one that goes <laughs> on a flagpole. <laughs> I was reading this fact. Like, I know the first couple pages are not mine. Mm-hmm. And so I was really reading this to enjoy it. And I did not, like, I was not piecing together anything you're saying. I was just like, oh, yeah, okay, get in there. T- talk to him. See what happens. See what happens. See what happens. <laughs> and then me, I guess me too. Like, do they, maybe you'll get there. But do they actually, is it discussed why he looks like that? Yeah, yeah, later. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But just, I love that you, yeah. you know, like, you, you're, your sense of um, you watch murder shows uh-huh. and are able to like feel that like pecking at you is playing in here. And I don't do that. So I'm just like, oh, yeah, I have consumed way too much murder information. <laughs> I'm a writer like that. That's my disclosure for my Google history. OK. I love it. So I feel like Tessa's acting skills have to be better than this. I don't think this situation can be considered fair. Not only is Nate like this scoundrel and this horrible person, he's also her brother. And naturally, poor Tessa is totally skeeved out uh, looking at you, Clace. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Tessa's terrible acting might be understandable. It's still objectively bad because as soon as Nate starts coming at her, she starts demanding to know where the magister is. Like, right away. Dude, you couldn't even say hi first. Like, you're like, I need to know where he's at. What? It doesn't even make any sense. Oh. But her rambling doesn't seem to matter because Nate completely ignores her, red flag three, and goes in for a kiss, which horrifies Tessa. She's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, someone save me. Are you serious? Okay, I have a dumb question that I don't know if we've addressed Mm -hmm. prior. But I can't remember. When Tessa changes, does her voice change as well? It has to because it's like. It's like the vocal cords of the person and like their. It would have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking I just... about how cool it would be if someone had died and then she could change into them and then she wouldn't like, I don't know. I just think that'd be so cool. Like you could still kind of, it wouldn't be them, but you, you know, it would make you feel better. Like if she could change into my mom, I'd be like, oh my God, there's my mom. Cool dog. Like You know I what know. I feel like Tessa could do like in modern times or whatever I feel like Tessa would make a really good nurse at like an Alzheimer home like being able to like give that to somebody or you know what I mean like I don't know Uh I could just even like doing something hospice for like yeah elderly patients Mm -hmm. or yeah yeah I don't know. I just, I was wondering that. And I was like, I wonder if she's trying to have, like, I know she probably has to disguise her voice as in terms of, like, what her inflection and the words that she's using and be careful of. Jessamine obviously sounds, mm-hmm. she speaks with a different cadence sort of and, yeah. accent. Yeah, and everything. 
But then as I was thinking that, I was thinking of her in Aloysius's body, but her voice coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just couldn't. I was laughing. Yeah, it's not Polyjuice Potion. <laughs> right, exactly. So fortunately, Nate pulls back just before he plants one on her, and Tessa avoids being inducted into the Brother Lover Club. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's because the jig is up, and Nate knows a girl has no name. He's like, I know you stole my wife's face. Dude, I love it. Girl, you were going to kiss me? <laughs> he, he's like, ew, you're gross. <laughs> Oh, God. <clears throat> Unlike every police procedural ever, Nate's smart enough to wait until he's got hands on Tessa before he reveals himself. <laughs> so my husband watches a lot of police procedurals <laughs> on TV because he's an old man and he watches like all of the NCISs yeah. and everything. <laughs> Me too. But they always are like, stop, police. Like, they're like 10 feet away. So they, of course, always run because every single episode has to have a chase scene. Exactly. Uh Why do you have to be down the aisle or the (laughs) alleyway? He he, he wasn't even turned around. Like, you could have snuck right up behind him. Would have never known. (laughs) And then it's Amanda. So instead of saying stop, police, she's like, gotcha, bitch. aisle gotcha bitch and they're like (laughs) and then Kristen's like it's the motherfucking 5-0 bitch (laughs) oh no it's the popo (laughs) okay so this has nothing to do with anything I have always you know that thing that they do in movies and tv shows where they um open the door and like hit some like knock somebody over or whatever if i've always wanted to do that <laughs> i've got to find me a bicyclist just somewhere like... <laughs> just go downtown or the west side <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay anyways i guess those dance sessions in the living room paid off because nate spins um Tessa around rather deftly for how much of a wimp he's been so far. Like, I was like, oh, he's actually, okay. Maybe he's more focused up. (laughs) And he's got her in this chokehold with her back to his front. And I got to read you this line because it's gross and it made me feel icky. His other hand shot out like a snake, spinning her around, pinning her against him with his forearm across her throat. His breath was hot against her ear. He smelled sour, like old gin and sweat. Ugh. Ugh. Uh Gross. That, like, oh, God. If you've ever been around an alcoholic, like, it it comes out of their pores. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know. So gross. (laughs) Okay. So, um... (laughs) Amanda's having a break. Why are you laughing? Did I? I must have missed something. I don't know. I just thought it was so funny. Robin, Robin sneezed and said sorry instead of excuse me, which is funny to me. But then it reminded me of this one time we were at a customer's house and she sneezed. I said excuse you instead of bless you. And I was really embarrassed. 
Like I was being such a bitch. I was like, excuse you. <laughs> Pre-COVID, obviously. Pre-COVID. Yeah. It was years oh ago. Anyways, oh, sorry. That's Maybe. funny. I was distracted. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So how did he know? Might you ask? Don't worry, right. he'll tell you. <laughs> Nate, Nobody's the great top know. of his class in evil monologuing school, doesn't hesitate to explain everything. Remember that note that Will sent to Nate um, to get him away from Tessa at Benedict's party? Yeah, apparently Nate isn't as much of a leadhead as we thought, and he cracked the code. He was like, oh, wait, Mortmain didn't send me this note. I wonder who sent me on this wild goose chase. How did they not think My of that? My wife was acting weird. Yeah. I feel like he got halfway there before he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I, and I love that you said leadhead. I just want you to take a moment for that. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. But no matter, Tessa's still smarter. And being the little sister that she is, she can't help but taunt him. She's like, ha ha, neener, neener. You still told me gotcha. your whole evil plan. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> and from Nate's reaction, she guesses right when she asks if he's on the outs with Mortmain because um, of everything that went down at the party. So that's why he looks so disheveled because he's basically been turned out on the street because he spilled all the beans, you know, with the monologuing. I see. Okay. 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 Yeah. Somehow I missed that. Okay. You dropped the chili pot. Who was it that did that? Kevin? Kevin. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, you dropped the chili pot. Yeah. (laughs) Nate's on the Scooby-Doo villain tart. Oops. Nate's on a Scooby-Doo villain tangent about how everything was just fine until you and your meddling shadow hunter showed up. <laughs> Does, is the word meddling in there? Because I thought of the same thing when I was reading this. I Maybe? I thought of Scooby-Doo Dude, when I was reading this. Yeah. I am doing mine on the Kindle, mm-hmm. right? And I usually, instead of using the search feature, I struggle trying to figure out where my part is. Mm-hmm. And so this time I was like, I'll just look up the word world. Like, how many times can it be in the book? A lot. <laughs> Let me tell you. I was very surprised. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. So this next bit is just Nate and Tessa going back and forth. So I'll do my best to abbreviate it. Um, Nate assumes that they've tortured Jasmine to get her to write this note and set the meeting for Tessa and everything. But Tessa takes and it's a little bit too gratifying for her. She's she's right on the cusp. She's she's enjoying this a little too much. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. We didn't torture her. She wanted to help us to save her own ass. No one could ever love you, you monster. Like, oh, God. (laughs) And Nate can't believe this. He's like, absolutely not. (laughs) And I think it's a real testament to the depths of this character that Cassie wrote. Because it's not that he loves Jessamine. But the idea that she wasn't as devoted to him as he 
thought she mm-hmm. was is such a big blow to his ego. And especially right now when he seems very down on his luck. I feel like that's right. a dangerous thing. It was the last thing he had left. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's kind of poking the bear a bit. <laughs> um, now, this is the most Cassie thing ever. Okay, this next bit. We get a huge family revelation in the middle of a fight. That is, I mean, if if that's not on brand, I don't know what it is. Dude. <laughs> you see, Nate is not Tessa's brother. His mom was actually Aunt Harriet. Yes, she was engaged and her fiance ended up dying before the wedding, but they had been knocking boots and she found herself in a bit of a pickle. So her younger sister, Elizabeth, which is Tessa's mom, took Nate and raised him as her own because of all the gross society crap. Um, Oh, and by the way, uh, Nate then murdered Aunt Harriet when he found out that she was his mother. (sighs) Beautiful. Because as he puts it, she was a huller. I'm like, well, you're a gambling addict and a drunk, so. <laughs> He's like, she she disowned me. Motherfucker, she raised you. Dude, she did. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. oh, whatever. But Nate's a narcissist, people. so, you know. Yeah. He couldn't imagine um, why she would have to hide something like that for her own protection, really. Right, right. When when it affected him so much, you know. Yeah. Because it's her fault that he can't know his father because he died. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> totally her fault. Uh, so Tessa's like, yeah, okay, but this does not explain why you told Jasmine that my mom was a shadow hunter, even though we're, um, even if we're just cousins, you'd still be a shadow hunter. So explain. But Nate's feeling a uh-huh. little less talky and a little more strangle my sister. And conveniently, this is when Tessa remembers Gabriel's training. And she's like, ah, go for the knees. So she kicks back and kneecaps her brosen. Um, Now, this plan works a little too well. And Nate takes Tessa to the floor with him. As they're struggling, Tessa reminds him loudly that the magister wants her alive. So at least he can't kill her. (laughs) She's like. Don't tactic. forget, not the face. Like, <laughs> and Nate, being the monster that he is, responds with, quote, alive is not unhurt. And all Tessa can do is send up a silent prayer for her friends. She's like, fuck, I really stepped in the shit this time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a- apart from, like, the actual murder, like, I have totally scrapped with my brother like that before. Me too. Thousand percent. Yeah, no, I'm I'm much older than my my brother, so I didn't I didn't have to do any of that. Amanda and I are both like we're like eighteen months, yeah. two years apart. Yeah. Oh 18 yeah, eighteen months. Ben and I. Uh huh. Yeah, we used to fight a lot, and then when he started getting bigger than me, it was harder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just always went for the knees. That's why. Yeah. Legit. Well, I talk about that in just a few moments. Don't you worry. We'll talk about you and people's <laughs> knees. Wait, you're. Your brother's like 35 now, and he's like, I got bad knees. I don't know why. (laughs) Robin's like, yeah. Okay. I have to ask you a question. Did you talk to text your thing? Yes. I didn't ever think about freaking doing that. That is so smart. 
Well, that's yeah. Oh. That's why some of some of the words are kind of crazy. It uh-huh. said like NATO and ja- mm-hmm. whatever. But I, as I was re- I saw it and I was like, dude, I bet she did talk to text. Yeah. How cool is that? that is You're idea. the smartest person I've ever met in my entire life. That's how I wrote almost all of Hot Mess. I dictated oh, almost that whole thing. And then I went through and like edited and rewrote and, you know, whatever. But that was how I got my first rough draft in. Ah, oh, dude, you're so smart. I only had you're six using weeks technology to write that book. like it's supposed to be used. Hmm? You're living in 2030. <laughs> 2030. <laughs> Congratulations. You win the Thank award you. for this episode. <laughs> Gold star. Just for that, I'll let you um, edit this episode. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you obviously have a way with technology. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so obviously Tessa starts yelling for her friends because she's in trouble. She's like, bitches, where are you? This is why you came early. So she says all of their names. <laughs> it's legit the plan. Yeah. And when no one answers Tessa's cries for them, um, Nate pipes in with a, hmm, wonder where your friends are. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, to be honest, I kind of am, too, even after finishing the chapter. Because although we get to see, obviously, in just a second where Charlotte is, where were the other people? It doesn't seem like, were there a bunch of automatons there and it just wasn't mentioned? So they were off fighting other things. Like, where were they? They were just, like, hanging out. And then they were like, oh, shit. Well, it's and she time. never, she didn't come across any of them when she searched the whole place, every room before she came yeah. to the main floor. Good point. Well, yeah, were they outside? They just kept missing each other. Will and Jim are up on the right, p- the platform or whatever, kind of like hanging over the side. But I'm just, I'm wondering, it's like, how far are you going to let Nate like toss her around mm-hmm. before you're just like, right? She didn't say the go word, but she was screaming your names like, well, nothing. As soon you know? as he grabbed her. Like, you yes. knew what was going on. I'm sure it's echoey in there. I'm sure their voices are carrying. Uh-huh. But And they're up perched so they can see the whole warehouse and she's in the warehouse. I don't understand. Like, I mean, obviously, it, we needed it to happen because we got the dialogue between the two of them. Yeah. But it it seems weird to me that they both of them are in love with Tessa and they're just like, yeah, this is kind of hot. Yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. Like, she's, she's still in Jessamine's form, so they forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, we like her. <laughs> My bad. Let's go save her. Okay. So anyway, he's like, "Ooh, wonder where your friends are." So cute. This like extremely huge automaton prototype that was deemed too big to work for Mort Main's plans. So he like donated it to Nate's cause. Um, it's carrying Charlotte like King Kong carrying that blonde lady, and this motherfucker has spikes in his feet and his head, and he's like twenty feet tall. Okay. I don't listen. We we were talking about having rich friends before. <laughs> listen, <laughs> growing up, I live. I was an apartment kid, like I said. But we, but I, when I got a little bit older, we lived in like, we lived in Clackamas, which was like way nicer than Southeast Portland, where we used to live. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. We went to, I went to school with a lot of people who like lived in houses, like were rich, like they lived in a house, like (laughs) Robin. Yep. Robin wasn't rich, but she lived in a house and I was like, oh shit. (laughs) 
well when you're that young too it feels like they're rich yeah my best friend right. had a house and then, too yeah and then but like as I got older my friends because they like merge you know once you get into middle school and stuff they merge like happy valley and stuff well oh yeah people that lived on the top of the hill like I was friends with people and they're like oh yeah come to my house or whatever and then you pull up and you're like whoa whoa okay like you have money like you have bullshit like fuck you money like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Like, do I need security clearance to walk in the front door? Right. Right. Like, what the fuck? But sometimes when you have friends like that, and then like, you know how girls like swap clothes and do it. But like, when you got, you're like, you don't want anything that I have. Like, all all of everything I have is from Walmart. Like, you want nothing of what I have. But they're like, oh, I don't wear this anymore. You want it? And you're like, fuck yeah, I want it. Like, that's what I feel like Nate did with this robot. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like Morty was in his closet, like going through stuff. I'm like, mm, this skirt is so last season. Do you want it? Like this robot? Mm, no. He's way too big. I just don't yeah. need it. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my god, I love it. Uh, so I'm curious. How do you think Nate got this robot there? Like, was it built <laughs> on scene in this warehouse? How did the shadow hunters not notice it upon their initial sweep of the warehouse? Like. Obviously, we don't get to know because we didn't get to, like, see that scene, basically. But, like, I want to know. Well, okay. Well, I know what I know what happened. They they built it inside the warehouse. It's too big to fit outside the door. So they just had to leave it. <laughs> yep. Well, I was wondering, like, I was like, oh, I just, I in my head, I assumed it was glamored. So, like, oh, nobody could see it. But, like, oh. who did the glamoring? Unless right. there's, like, a permanent glamour because of the right. animation spell, spell maybe on it maybe because like obviously he couldn't i mean he has as we know at this moment he has no like you're a wizard nathan and right. like, he can't <laughs> glamour it himself right yeah he can't use us runes you know so i don't know uh yeah Ugh. whatever we don't get to know we just have to imagine it yeah Use my imagination for too much stuff in this book. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I do have to say that since the Shadowhunters got there before Nate did, I don't feel like he deserves to win this battle because he didn't give himself enough time to set up. Like, you were really cocky if they got there Mm -hmm. before you. (laughs) Because they left at the same time as Tessa. So they obviously didn't get there a long time before either. So anyway... Um, Nate tells his Bigfoot robot thing to drop Charlotte, and it literally does. It just drops her to the floor Fuck. like a thud. Oh, my and God. Just like, that sounds like it freaking hurt. And he's playing Mortal Kombat with his original Sega, and he is. he tells his dude, he's like, finish her. Except he says, crush her. And just then, George, George of the Jungle, Henry, swings into action and acts like the automaton is I have no idea what I'm trying to say there. <laughs> I'm reading it going, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. See? <laughs> That's what you happens when you just read it as it. is. With yeah. conviction. <laughs> like, that was what it was supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> so he swings in like George of the Jungle, and he attacks the automaton. That must be what I'm trying to say there. <laughs> That's fair. And causing it to miss Charlotte. So it doesn't smash her. Thank goodness she's still alive. And um, the automaton switches gears. Get it? Get it? (laughs) And it goes to attack Henry. And surprisingly, Henry's blade doesn't do shit to this motherfucker. It just, like, 
This thing just swipes at him and throws Henry to the floor. Like, for some reason, his blade just is doing nothing. And Nate kind of, like, he, he and Tessa are just kind of watching this happen, which has got to be so hard for Tessa to just stand there seeing all of this go down and not being able to do anything. Not that she could do anything, probably, but still. Anyway, mm-hmm. Nate just kind of scoffs and tells Tessa that he's surprised Henry even stepped in to help because Jessamine made it sound like he didn't actually care for Charlotte. I'm just like, this. of course she did. Like, Jessamine would right. use what little time she had with Nate and together to talk shit about those people that care for her. Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> on dude, brand. That is on, that's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, Henry doesn't even love Charlotte. Girl, I'm trying to tell you about the plans for this party, okay? <laughs> She's like, I don't care. So Tessa reminds him that he has no freaking heart and wouldn't know what love looked like if it smacked him in the face. Like, if Jessamine were hurt right in front of you, you wouldn't even look up from your card game. You don't care about anybody, even the person you supposedly love and married, whatever. Nate's had enough of these truth bombs. He's like, I can't take your truths anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So he instructs this Bigfoot robot guy to come hold her until the magister gets there. Tessa starts whirling, thinking about the Magister coming and, like, what's going to happen and all this stuff. Because, of course, she's like, he wants me alive. So she brings him up, but she doesn't actually want him to take her. So. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) So she starts begging Nate to let her go to Charlotte. And Nate's like, "Mm, no. And he shoves her on the floor in this Bigfoot's direction. And just in time, Jem and his pair of bro ties show up. And they're also like George of the Jungle because, yeah, like Robin said, they were up there and then they jumped down onto this robot. So, like, were they just sitting there the whole time going, no, not yet. Not yet. We got to wait for a robot. (laughs) Yeah. We know there's an extremely large robot somewhere. So. Mm -hmm. It's got to be coming. (laughs) He's like, I can feel it coming in. It it was under the one dust cloth they didn't check. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. So anyway, they jump on to this automaton, which tells you how huge it must be if two grown, almost adults can jump onto the shoulders of this dude. And so just then, of course, it's distracted. So Tessa springs out into action. She, like, jumps out of the line of danger, I guess you could say. But she turns into Forrest Gump, um, trying to save everybody. So she first decides to save Harlot. Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> Henry and Charlotte. <laughs> I love it. I like. Okay. That's their new couple name. I love that. (laughs) Perfect. I actually do like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she decides to save Charlotte first because she's worse off than Henry and it sounds like she has a better angle to get to her. So... Okay. She um she saves her from being trampled and goes to, like, pull her out of the way. She puts her on, like, tea bags and stuff over there. She teabagged her. And, um... (laughs) (laughs) So this will help. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. No. <laughs> she turns back to go. Good night. <laughs> oh my God. Um, she goes to save Henry. And um <laughs> I don't know. 
again what I'm trying to say. Anyway, she goes to save Henry and um, Nate, like at the same time, Nate's like yelling at this Bigfoot dude. Like it sounds like he's kind of like walking around pacing, just like you stupid mother, you mm, get them and blah, blah, blah. He's just yelling at this Bigfoot dude. And um, so Will saws off one of the horn things, like the one of the spikes on the automaton and throws it at Nate. Like, ha look what I can do. But to me, it almost sounds like he's weaponizing Nate. But okay, whatever. Because it's a spike. So. <laughs> right. Anyway. But Will laughs at um, Nate because he's just like, you're stupid. And um, <laughs> the, the automaton is trying to get the boys off. But his movements are super restricted because he's not a very good robot. And um, so he wasn't really built for this. So, like, they're on his neck and he, like, can't reach them. And it's really funny watching him spin in circles and stuff trying to get them off. And to the point where Tessa almost laughs watching it happen, even though it's, like, super dangerous. <laughs> so, yeah. unfortunately. She's like, I laugh in the face yeah. of danger. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, their blades aren't working on the metal either, which is interesting because Tessa points out, she's like, I've seen it cut through iron just like paper. So, obviously, these things are made of something special. There's some sort of magic there or something. And um, Nate eventually tells this Bigfoot guy to shake them off. Just like, shake them off, you dummy. <laughs> shake it off. <laughs> that is Jeff the one and falls. only time I would ever make a Taylor yeah. Swift reference. I'm sorry. You love it. It was really good. <laughs> so Jem falls really hard when this guy, it sounds like he kind of starts shaking like a dog. And Jem <laughs> falls, obviously, like I said. And he's um, able to get to his feet. But he's obviously injured. He's able to get something out of his pocket um, while trying to avoid the hits coming from Bigfoot. Like, he keeps going at him. And um, Jem throws the object, but Nate comes from behind him and kicks his leg out. Which is something Robin (laughs) does to people all the time. Speaking of your poor brother's knees. (laughs) He literally walks up behind people and kicks like their calf. So their leg buckles. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Don't you try to deny it. <laughs> no, it's, it's a spot behind your knee that makes you fall. It's Why? Because you're a bully? Or sometimes when somebody walks, I'll put my foot under their foot so that I push <laughs> up more. Why are Terrible. you such a bad person? <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm just scrappy. That's all. No one's attacking you. <laughs> I got to a certain dominance so they can't attack me. Robin's just a chaotic neutral rogue in real life. Okay, listen. <laughs> At least the people that I'm doing it to are people that I feel like treat me and I see them as like older brothers. Yeah. So that is why. That's why. Fair enough. It's like Steven and, and Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've only seen you do it to people in the warehouse, so it's cool. <laughs> exactly. It's oh out of love. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that was funny. God. Okay, so um, Jem drops the object, which obviously I'm going to stop saying object because we know it's like this grenade thing that Henry made and had given to him. Um, I was really hoping that you would put the name of it in there because I was trying to remember the name of it, and I was like, the confuser, and I'm like, no. No, I don't know if he gave it a name. The confusion gave a name. Called it a device. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everything's a device with him. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. So he um, 
he obviously has this object, whatever. He drops it. So Tessa puts her training to work. Finally, I'm so happy, proud of her. She used it against Nate, and now she's thinking about it again, and she, like, rolls towards it. And um, so <sighs> Cassandra Clare must have needed to Google this because I have always wanted to know, like, why do people roll when they're trying to get to mm-hmm. something faster? It seems like a waste of time. You should just dart towards it. But what she ex- Tessa explains in the book is that it, like, absorbs um, – injury what is the word the I'm impact? looking for like absorb the impact yes thank you mm-hmm. so interesting so she rolls over there just such a badass bitch and um <laughs> uh-huh. she tries to get to this little grenade thing but um as she finally gets it into her hands because nate had gone after it at the same time as her he grabs her leg instead he's just like all right well you have it now i have you gotcha bitch mm-hmm. come on so he's like <laughs> pulling on her leg she starts to panic a little bit, thinking about how he's so much bigger and stronger than she is, and she's not sure what to do. And then she finally realizes, finally realizes <laughs> what she has over him uh, more than he does, whatever. And we're finally going to use this power the way it should be. So she changes into him. And I just think it is the coolest thing ever. And so because he's touching her, she knows she's able to change into Nate. Like, she knows his mind. Basically, she knows him so well. And I guess because he's touching her instead of, like, an actual item of his. And so (laughs) as she changes, her body sort of, like, convulses. And she's able to, like, free herself from his grip. Or free himself from his grip. (laughs) (laughs) So as she changes, she stands up. And let's Nate see her. And I'm just like, this has got to be so creepy to look at yourself. Like the Spider-Man things where it's like the the memes and stuff. Yeah, they're all pointing at yeah. each other. And like also it's got to be like when you hear yourself on a recording, like someone's answering machine or, you know, like on a podcast or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> but when you hear your own voice, you're just like, that doesn't even sound like that's nope. crazy. How That's not how it comes out of my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're no. looking at yourself, it's got to be crazy because when you look in a mirror, it's obviously at least for us, maybe not a thin guy like Nate, but you get a good angle or whatever. You're holding yourself up in the mirror appropriately and standing mm-hmm. up straight in this circumstance. He gets to see him how he really is. <laughs> Dude, I don't know that anyway. I would enjoy that. Oh, my right, God. Exactly. Okay. I have a quick sidebar. This scene reminded me. So I. There's this uh, there's this uh, uh, D and D game like a uh, series or whatever called Dimension Twenty that I watch. No, and one of their um, I know <laughs> one of their campaigns was like a a riff on Game of Thrones, but they were all candy and basically like living in a fridge. Anyway, <laughs> it sounds weird, but it was very very good. Anyway, totally not the point. There is this one character that like went through something really traumatic and turned into a like a gloom stalker, which is like this badass, like assassin, like roguish type, right? And he was like so like fucked up that <laughs> he would turn into the person before he killed them. So they were murdered oh, by themselves. <laughs> it was so twisted. <laughs> but it was so funny, and this scene reminded me of it, okay? I know it took me a long time. I wish I had that power. What? (laughs) So you're like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you could murder someone. The thing that. No. (laughs) This is true. Just just 
just in an RPG. It's fine. Okay, listen, guys. The thing that hit me about this is how I always, the way that Nate's demeanor is and how he acts, I envision him in my mind as very weak Mm -hmm. and small and meek Mm -hmm. and like his shoulders are slumpy and like droopy and he's just like a wet blanket. But obviously that's not how he physically is because Tessa's like, this dude's fucking huge. Mm -hmm. And Tessa is tall. That's true. Tessa is a big woman as far as like her stature Mm -hmm. and stuff. And Nate's bigger than her. And I just never picture him like that because of, I picture him more based off of his character Mm -hmm. like traits instead of like what he actually looks like so that was just like i always okay envision him as like the popular jock with the red mustang that took freshmen home from school right (laughs) gave freshmen rides you know exactly who i'm talking about that's what i always envisioned nate to be like someone who would have peaked in high school Okay, I got you. Yeah, I mean, I I think I was thinking the same thing about him looking like that because I was like, why wouldn't she want to turn into Will or something? And then it was talking about him touching her and stuff. I was like, oh, duh. She's never turned into him, so mm-hmm. uh-huh. she can't. Just, yeah. Yeah. But how clever, right? Well, I figured mm-hmm. – Uh-huh. I thought, like – obviously i've read this before but it's like been so long and i was like how cool would it be if she like just turned into a fucking dead person and she's just like <laughs> and her skin fell off so he she couldn't turns grab her aunt anymore. harriet <laughs> just to fuck with him he's already like in Dude. a very fragile mental state <laughs> yeah she would break him you and it comes me. out like yeah <laughs> like me. when on the um God, what is it? The uh, Christmas Carol, but it's the Disney version where Pluto or like Goofy's in chains. Like that's what it looks like. Awesome. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. We totally derailed you. It's okay. So Tessa shouts Kobe and throws the device at Will, who of course is able to grab it easily. And Nate's like, Tessa, what the H-E double hockey sticks are you doing with my face? And Tessa tells the giant automaton automaton to grab Nate, but it doesn't move. Meanwhile, Will is going rock climbing up its back. You just just imagine him like a little ant. And Nate's like, nice try, moron. Your plan will never work. The creature's only obedient to me. And Tessa's like, yo, it's me. I'm the real Slim Shady. Get this goon. But Nate's done playing, and he turns around to make her stop, but his words are cut off mid-sentence because the Iron Giant, yes, exactly like the movie, (laughs) that's how I see this guy, Mm -hmm. reaches down and grabs him, like, groppy style. I don't even know if that's how you say his name, Hagrid's Uh brother, when he picks up Hermione. And Nate starts to freak the fuck out, obviously, as the giant lifts him up to, like, his mouth. I don't know why. What is it? Like, he's going to eat him? I don't know. At the same time, Will finishes the job that he was doing, whatever he was doing, climbing up the guy's back, and he drops to the ground and yells something incoherent at Tessa. She can't hear it. And um, the whole shock of everything makes Tessa slip back into her own body. Just in time for Will to be like, hit the deck! And then he covers his... Wait, covers her with his body. (laughs) Sorry. As the automaton blew into pieces. Can you imagine if he, she was still in Nate's body? <laughs> <laughs> he 
He's like, let's go nuts to bus. <laughs> That's great. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. So wait, hold on. Here's Nate screaming. That is such wait. like it's a point for Harrendale. Harrendale gets a point for that. Oh, obviously. Yes. Obviously. I mean, yeah, that's oh, hot. All. I mean, he wanted to go nuts to butts with Tessa. Yeah. He's like, if I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out like this. <laughs> nuts to nuts. <laughs> You guys are so weird. I just, I want to know how, like, didn't some of those clothes must have ripped exactly. when she turned into Nate? Because Jessamine's so tiny. It did. It actually said some of her, like, clothes she were tearing. Hoped. But, like, how did they not tear all the way if he's this much bigger than Jessamine? Uh-huh. Like uh, Bruce Banner. Yes. <laughs> because they did, like, 20 stitches per inch back then. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. It's not like me. Every time I get a new pair of, like, pajamas, I put them where my knees are, and I push my legs out as much as I can so I can rip the seams. You're not supposed to so do they're that? more comfortable. <laughs> my daughter did it yesterday. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're learning. If I've left you with one thing in this life, let it be that. Comfort. She'll be talking about it on her podcast someday. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Tessa hears Nate scream. And then she looks around, like, cause so Will's still on top of her, and she's kind of, like, shocked. She's shell-shocked, like, on the Ninja Turtles game. And um, she sees utter chaos, and, like, there's shit fucking everywhere. Loose tea, dust, metal parts, the freaking floor and walls. Like, there's, like, wood pieces everywhere. And then she also sees Henry cradling Charlotte mm. and Jim, like, struggling to stand up with his cane thing. And then she sees Nate. And I can't imagine how absolutely bananas this must look to all of these people. Like, we see explosions all the time on, like, action movies and stuff, which obviously, see, I know, I know seeing an explosion like that on TV versus being in it in real life right. is not the same thing, but it's like, they just witness, like, a fucking bomb yeah. mm-hmm. go off on something metal, you know, like, that's just got to be completely out of their element. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's just chaos. I don't think Henry knew what he was building, that it was this strong. It took out the 20-foot yep. automaton. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Well, and imagine that was meant for uh-huh. yeah, a normal-sized one. Well, at least they had it. How else would have they have murdered mm-hmm. this thing? So uh, Tessa looks over at Nate, and at first she thinks he's leaning against a pillar. And then she realizes that he got Vlad the Impalered by shrapnel. <laughs> and Tessa completely ignores one of the golden rules of first date. So she sees him. Will gets up. She runs over to him. She's like, you know what? First date? Mm-mm, fuck you. I'm going to pull this spike out of you. This metal that's stinting the blood on your chest. I'm just going to take it out. Okay. If you learn nothing else from this podcast from 104 episodes, this is the one takeaway. Do not pull whatever has punctured you out. Get to the hospital. Dude. <laughs> there's also, this don't really, kiss your brother. There's this really Dude. cool scene in um, 
the Netflix show Shadow and Bone where a character stabs somebody and is like, you know, I'm going to let you live. Leave this in until you get to a healer. Otherwise, you'll die. And they're like, I'll come for you and your whole family and everyone you've ever loved. And she's like, all right, well, I guess I'm keeping my knife and just takes it like <laughs> I gave you a, I gave you the Dude. option. All I can hear her is like um, Guns N' Roses. I want to watch you bleed. <laughs> She's just like, yeah. you would be such a psycho killer. Like just the weird <laughs> shit that you, like the music you'd play and stuff. Right. As she's pulling it out, she's like, welcome to the jungle. I, I, I bet Robin would have a great murder playlist. Yeah. <laughs> it's all repressed. Right. <laughs> it comes out as a customer service voice, Dude. but it's all repressed. Yeah. So Tessa starts thinking about when the last time she saw him, three ways to sideways fucked up. Three ways to Sunday. I don't know how you say that. Yeah, seven Three ways to the till wind. Sunday. No, yeah, <laughs> that's a different. Thing. Any given Sunday, what? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> she is reminiscing about so long ago, back when she was a naive young child, and Nate was at De Quincey's, almost getting murdered by vampires, and she loved him then and trusted him then, and now she quote felt. As if she were watching actors on a stage playing parts, acting out grief. Dude. Wow. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah. So she whispers. I'm going to quit saying so. <laughs> she whispers his name and honestly is a little shocked when his eyes open. But every good villain deserves a final monologue. So here we go. Nate calls out to her in a like a gargle with this drowned voice, Tessie. And Tessa takes off her jacket, so she call um and presses it against Nate's chest to try to stave off the bleeding that she fucking caused to happen at a faster pace. She just wants to wear less clothes. She's like, you know what? I have Ray Gertz. Yep. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. Yeah. <gasps> Um, spoiler alert, this does absolutely nothing, and the jacket is soaked through quickly. Mm. So Tessa is in over her head, obviously, and she's like, oh, Will? <laughs> but Nate tells her to stop. He's got to finish his story arc, and he doesn't have time for Will's witty charm to muck up his speech right now, okay? <laughs> this is about me. I have to finish my arc, okay? But my death means something. And Nate's like, I know I'm dying, but it doesn't really matter. I fucked up big time, and at least this way, I have a nice clean death instead of the drawn-out torturous one that is waiting for me back with Morty. For real. And Lord knows, every I'm not trying to be noble. I'm just spitting facts. I'm scared of him. It is what it is. Yeah. Let me die now. <laughs> this is better. Tessa's like, shit. This is my last chance to get my Havachus in. Better make it a good one. So she basically tells him, well, better head out and leave you to die alone, bathed in your own blood. I mean, it's what you do for me. So peace, bitch. <laughs> and Nate's like, Tessie, the magister was never going to hurt Ugh. you. Ugh. And Tessa asks where his super secret lair is. But when Nate goes to answer, he starts choking on his blood. And he's like, damn, man, I'm fucked. Like, I'm really going to die. I'm just going to focus on that instead of helping you. Fuck. 
And Tessa's mind starts to go into overdrive with all the questions she wants to wants him to answer, like, where's Morty? And how am I half hunter of shadows, half demon? And that's it. Those are all the questions. <laughs> the chaotic good side of Tessa's character starts pulling at her skirts. And she decides that she's going to slide her hand into his and tell him that there's nothing to be afraid of. And Nate's like, easy for you to say. You were always good and I'm going to burn. I'm going to hell. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, yeah, you kind of fucked up. Yeah. And then um, he asks Tessa where her angel necklace is. She's like, it's in my pocket. I was obviously trying to fool you as Jessamine and I couldn't do that with a necklace on. Hose it off, you dummy. Yeah. Okay, now time to get serious. I'm gonna ex- I'm gonna ex- excerpt excerpt ex- excerpt excerpt. Uh huh. I can't. Okay. Quote. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and she quoteth, and so it was written. <laughs> you must wear it. He coughed more blood. Wear it always. You swear. She shook her head. Nate, I can't trust you, Nate. Which, by the way, that's italicized in the book, so it's her internal monologue. Mm. She's not saying. Mm-hmm. I know his voice was barely was a bare rattle. There is no forgiveness for the kind of things I've done. I've had to do. She tightened her grip on his hand, her fingers slippery with blood. I forgive you, she whispered, not knowing or caring if it was true. His blue eyes widened. His face had gone the color of old yellow parchment, his lips almost white. You don't know everything I've done, Tessie. And that, my friends, is the end of Nathaniel Gray. I mean, of the things we do know of him, he's pretty shitty. So I can only imagine that is his last dying word. He's pretty. He's I'm like, pretty what else guy. did he do? Yeah. I, makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Tessa gets up from the floor and wonders if everyone had been watching her last exchange with her brother. Like, she's just like, was I on? Was I on stage? Did I do good? You guys? Did you have the camera going? Again, you've been punked, but no one was there. Okay. What was the other one? C- candid camera? Uh-huh. You're on candid was camera. That, was that like the boomer okay. ger- yeah. like version? Uh-huh. And there's like, okay. what would you do now? Which is a little different, but similar. Dude, that makes me cry every time. That I show. It makes me so angry and yep. upset, and then I cry. It's I super cheesy. Yeah. Sometimes good things happen. But then a lot of the time, most of the time, people just ignore it. Do you ever, because they were in Oregon City once. They went to a cafe that Andy and I really used to like to go to when it was open. Do you ever wonder if something's happening and you're like, do I step in just because, like, I could be on TV? I think that was the point of the show. I don't know that that would come. I I don't think I would ever assume that there was, like, a candid camera. I don't know Why? Why? I don't, dude, it's a fine line between, like, personal danger. Yes. Like, yeah, stranger danger and helping Mm -hmm. someone. That's my always thing. It's just, like, you hear this, like, oh, if a woman, like, remember on Sons of Anarchy when, like, my baby's choking, help me, and then Jimmy gets fucking kidnapped into the van? Like, people actually do that. That's a thing from the news. Especially at Target, apparently. So, like... Yeah, Target's like a big but what if trafficking place. That would make sense. Women alone. Uh, but with what their do you do? What if there actually exactly. is a baby choking? Right. To be honest, I know I have a toddler and a newborn. A 
Okay, she's an infant, not a newborn anymore. So sad. Anyway, I don't know the Heimlich maneuver. Like, I know you have to pound on their back and, like, put them upside down. But I don't know if I'd be able to help as well as maybe someone else could. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I would jump mm-hmm. in. I don't, I mean, I could try. Or, like, call or, or whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I tend mm-hmm. to forget about my own personal um, yeah, safety you do. In, in, in situations. And I, I tend to react before I really think through. I guess you have done that. You have jumped in and saved someone's life. So I don't even know why we're acting like. I mean, to be fair, anytime I go anywhere, I have my children with me. Mm-hmm. I have a I am I don't go to the store by myself. I don't go shopping by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I always have a child with me. So that's kind of my like I can't leave my kid alone right. to go jump in yep, your van. Right. Can't leave my four year old alone, my five year old alone to go jump in your van. But I can call. I can help you scream for help, but like I can't right. Anyway. I've just got FOMO. I'm like, but what if I what if I could have helped? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, this went down a rabbit hole. I love it. I'm like, I've seen CPR on TV. I can do this. Dude. I mean, that's really what happened. I was like, I've watched enough YouTube videos. I could probably make this happen. It worked. She's alive. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) So crazy. How long did it take for the ambulance, the ambulance to get there? Yeah, it was over five minutes. And they were just down the street. But the way the way that the strip mall was like you had to go down a street and around a roundabout to just get into the parking lot so they were like the the firehouse is like right fucking there but like they had to like go and do this like loop to get <laughs> so it was it was like over 5 minutes it was bad mm-hmm. i was so i was like when like the the paramedics got there and everything and and they like you know they took over i jumped back or whatever i was like breathing really heavily i was like jesus fucking yeah. christ like i'm like CPR sweating <laughs> like, that was hard mm-hmm. it's like they make it look so much easier yeah. on tv and it's not yeah yep. i was i had to be certified when i worked at um a retirement <clears throat> home like years mm-hmm. ago and those dummies you have to push so hard it's insane yeah I'm assuming that's what you had to, you know, it's just, it's crazy. But, well, and it goes yeah. against uh-huh. everything that you, like, in your head would be normal, right? Because you're mm-hmm. like, why would you push, so- like, why would you basically just, like, beat somebody's chest like that? Like, it's yeah, a lot more force than you're ribs. used to exerting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I watched a TikTok where this this lady was like, would you, like, meet your girlfriend's grandma for the first time at dinner and then break her ribs, like, doing CPR <laughs> or whatever? I, I'd rather have broken ribs than, you know, yeah. a piece of Somehow chicken cutlet stuck in my gullet. Yeah. <laughs> your gullet. Okay, back to your regular schedule. Like, where were we? What are we even talking about? Tessa wants to know if all eyes are on her, and they're fucking not, okay? Everyone is standing around in a circle over the shape where will is where tessa was where she left him and she's like fuck 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 that's what she's saying it's not written there but that's actually what's in her head yeah and her anxiety starts to throttle up again and she walks over to meet the shadow hunters 
And Will's laying on his side, but is and he, she's like, fuck, but he's definitely still breathing. Okay. That's it was a lot of fucks, but that's what was happening. <laughs> that's what would be happening with me. Okay. He's still breathing, guys. And Jim's next to him on the floor whispering like to him and kind of I feel like he's like rubbing his shoulder or whatever. But Will isn't responding to anything that Jim's saying. Mm. And the floor is covered in blood. And Tessa soon found out where it was coming from. It was his back. And it's mangled, obviously, from the blast of the automaton. And Tessa calls to Will, but Charlotte, like, takes a moment to ask her about, like, what happened, like, Nate Dog, And she's like, motherfucker died. Uh, Moving on. It's not my, yeah, that's not my program right now. And Jim, I don't know why he takes the time to explain this to Tessa, but he does. I agree. And there's a point to say, like, he doesn't say it, like, like, is accusatory. Mm -hmm. It's like a statement. So I don't know if it's his brain is processing the information. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he has to say it out loud to process what happened. But he is just like, Will used himself as a human shield to protect Tessa from the blast. He knew was coming, but there was nothing to protect him. The metal dug into his back, and now he's losing blood quickly. Like, he just had to say it. Like, he had to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. He had to be doogie and diagnosed. Well, they're just sitting here waiting. What were they waiting for? Why are they just standing around him and not hurrying up and getting him into the carriage to go? Like, they obviously know he needs to leave. Right. Well, because they know first aid. They're like, you're not supposed to move the body. You're not supposed Mm -hmm. to move the victim. Right. Yeah. They they were still working with humors back then, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Tessa asks why none of them. She's like, why? Basically, she's like, why are you all? Why you bitches just fucking standing here? Where's your Watsis at? Where's your Stella now? And Henry explains that if they used a rune that will help with blood loss, they've already done that. But if they were to do any Arazis, his skin would start to heal over the metal that's lodged inside uh, of him. And it would just force it deeper into his body. Oh and then, like, he doesn't say it. But in my head, I'm like, infection. Yeah, you know, they had to figure that out the hard way, probably. Uh-huh. That had to have happened to someone. Yep. Terrible. Mm-hmm. So they have to get him back home to the infirmary so they can take the metal out of his back and then start to heal him. And Tessa's like, great. Good plan. Let's go. <laughs> And Jim, who is clearly not a parent to a toddler or a child, is like, whoa, Tessa, BT dubs, did you know that you're bleeding from a giant gash on your face? Seriously. Did you know? Did you know? God. Dude, Tessa's like, well, adrenaline was keeping me from feeling anything. But now that the excitement is over and you mention it, I'm just going to internally freak the fuck out and faint. Does that sound helpful? Yeah. We good yeah. here? You guys need more oh, people great, to great. deal with. Uh, okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. I'm done. You you want to carry two bodies to the carriage, you say? Is that what you said? Uh-huh. One wasn't enough? No, one's the loneliest number. <laughs> one's got to lay across your lap and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That means somebody had to walk back, I'm assuming. Or sit on the floor or something. Charlotte can sit on Henry's lap. Hey, listen, if if I can fit like eight people in a Honda Civic, like they they, they can figure it out. Yeah, this is fair. I, fit, I think I fit six in my Mustang once. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Oh, my gosh. All right, peeps, make sure that you've read chapter 17 in dreams for next week's episode. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Down World or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.